The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome to My Brother, My Brother, and Me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. Well, I guess that makes me your sweet baby brother, 30 under 30 year from now. Yep. We were supposed to talk about uh, Eurovision this morning, and then I realized I didn't have anything funny to say about it, except <sighs> sweet Sweden was robbed okay. uh, by Portugal. It was a like an actual robbery. Oh, perpetrated on the world stage. It yeah, was heartbreaking. The, the Swedish song about premature ejaculation is amazing and now, should have won. It was called "I Can't Go On." I don't think they were talking about that nut because I'm he's pretty, talking you're, about you're, he's talking about that it makes him want to take off all his clothes and that yeah. the person he's singing to is so beautiful that he can't go on and he's got to keep it together. I'm saying like, Eurovision. Guys, Eurovision has a vetting process. To make sure that nut songs don't get through. Griffin, but, I'm sorry. This is not a joke I am making. The Sweden song is about premature ejaculation and okay, but you trying to hold about, back. You guys are talking about that, and it reminded me of a much more important fact, is that uh, I watched Fifty Shades of Grey last night. <laughs> <laughs> talking about I that. Had, talking about that nut, though. Sydney and I had a good post-Eurovision drunk going. And we decided to keep up the fun. To catch the zeitgeist. Fifty Shades of Grey, the Ridge, Because two, Fifty Shades uh, Darker just came out on iTunes. But we didn't watch that one. We watched Fifty Shades of One. Hey, everybody. That shit is buck wild. (laughs) Yeah. How did we let that happen? Is that where things kind of got away from us? I worry. Do you guys, here's the most prevalent, the most important fact about Fifty Shades. And when I brought it up to Sydney, because it is ludicrous, she said, oh, well, I won't, that, that's from the book. So here's what it is. He has a room called the Playroom, right? Christian Grey. Oh, that sounds fun. And it's that's where fun. he keeps Cherry and Flory yeah. and <laughs> Clocky. And, harnessy and butt pluggy no but he she says is that where you keep your xbox Did we play me a cartoon all right butt pluggy <laughs> you're the boss is that where you keep your xbox and he says no but i thought it'd be rad if he was like well yes but also sex <laughs> well yeah but i don't have a lot of space I, so. I don't have many of the newest games <laughs> also but um i have madden he- 11 when he goes in there and he says to her, "You're gonna be my sex person. You're gotta. You're my submissive. And you're my sex person." She has to like get on the ground on all fours with like a blindfold or and something. Flor- and and Flory and Flory's like, "What's up?" And she's all naked. Um, but then, and that's like, and you just wait for me. And then when he comes in, he's got a sandwich. Man, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot you were there." Um, it is wearing sex jeans. And what I'm saying to you Wait. is that he has discreet jeans for sex that are ripped. So he's not wearing the sex jeans at yeah. the beginning of the scene. He leaves the room and comes back in wearing sex jeans that he does not remove. Oh, he just wears the sex jeans the entire time he is in the 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 playroom mm. with the with butt pluggy and the Xbox and everything. Uh, you just you actually, I just saw a Skype notification that you've sent me a link, and I think this might be one that I don't want to. No, just no, check I'm it gonna out. have to click on it. Yeah, mm. it's just if you get a visual of him, it's just like it looks like okay. Incredible Hulk post transformation with like torn sex jeans. Yeah, he that just this like gentleman wears did all a, the time. A quick diversion to express, and now. I'm going to fall into the gap, if you know what I'm saying. 
Yeah. If there's a if you <laughs> he never takes the sex jeans off. He just wears the sex jeans. Is he all a never nude? Apparently, he's a never nude. Is what is, is God? That would be about. such a fucking twist. If in Shades of Grey, he's like, but I'm. I just want you to know, I want to do all kinds of sex stuff with you. I'm not comfortable being naked though, and I will have to turn the lights off. I just um, want to rub my wormy up against this carpenter cut denim. Is my these, whole thing. these sweet jinkos? Sign I, this. Sign this contract. I'm gonna wear. And then the line A, A one A, sort of the first. The preamble is basically about how these jeans never coming off. These jeans are mine, and I need them. And the sex contract <laughs> is written out on my jeans. It's these the, are on my jeans. jeans, and I need these for everything. Um, it's pretty. Good. It's pretty great. Um, all of the movie is excellent. Can I ask you? Can I ask you a question? Anything. Ask me anything. AMA. I'm I a- watched all of Fifty Shades Great Drug. AMA. Did it? How horny did you get? Yeah. <laughs> did I mention the jeans? No, you did I mention like the jeans, mm-hmm. but it, you're. But you don't have to be childish about it. It's an adult movie for adults, and obviously. I'm. We're all over thirty now, and so we can talk about stuff like your chubs, like your chubby. We hear every. We hear it. My brother, my brother, and me. We are sex positive. Mm-hmm. Um, we have many listeners who are in, you know, the SM, SM, uh, Dom, you know, sub scene. That's totally cool. Justin, so there, however no, many boners you got. How chubs did, did it there's get? There's no kink shaming. There's gene shaming happening mm-hmm. here. Okay. What I'm saying is I'm sex positive and Christian Grey is is nudity guys, negative. Guys, he's guys, guys. Guys, positive and guys, they guys, guys, out. guys, 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 kinko jeans. Okay. All right. Very good. K and KO. You gotta get them. You gotta get them. You can keep a fucking Game Boy Advance SP in there and also six plugs for a butt in there to have fun with. Not your butt, though. <laughs> your jeans staying on. The jeans are staying on. But you can keep a full bag of jerky in those jeans. Justin, were there openings? You said the jeans were ripped. Were there openings in the jeans that allowed him to engage? Or was this like, oh, I was going to buy uh, like a extreme restraints uh, cage for my penis, but I forgot to order it in time and it won't be here till Thursday. So I'm going to do the next best thing and put him in a denim prison. No, no. He scooches them down below his penis like he's peeing in the trough in a minor league baseball game. <laughs> like he he just he just scooches them down to do it, to All do right. the thing, to well, do the darn thing. A lot of um, avoiding the subject of the sort of chubby inquisition that ju- there's Travis no arousal. And- All it's right. negative everyone in the movie is very attractive, right? The genes kill every bit of eroticism because yeah. like all I can feel for Wait. poor Dakota Johnson is um uh uh you know the the, the she she has to be with a man in jeans <laughs> always yeah, yeah Justin, always. hold on Every, oh Justin now you've made me yes. wonder I assume there's more than one sex scene in Fifty Shades of Grey did the jeans reappear every time is he like wait it's, if we're gonna do no, it I'll be right back it's not a single scene Travis what I'm saying to you is there's a couple scenes in this playroom area where they're like the the supposedly taboo things happen and um it it he's always in the jeans and every every time he's in the jeans uh, Are you, maybe you saw ever- a were you watching this on stars at 7 p.m and maybe these jeans were cgi'd in so that like they could they could show it on stars or did he stub his toe and and yell oh he's a lover because that's maybe there's pretty a pretty good a, a bit where he comes around a corner weird and he kind of jukes real fast and the jeans take like a half second <laughs> to catch up with his pubis was there much jeans was... lag on the stars channel you yeah, were watching this they, on they were I not guess? animated cartoon jeans um there is a she reveals to him be- before he gets into his his dark proclivities. He reveal she reveals to him that she's a virgin, and his reaction to that is to scoop her up. And she says, "What are you doing?" And he says, "I quote, I'm rectifying the situation." Yayo. So when you talk about Yayo, when you talk about how many chubbies, that's yeah, why but it's dumb, negative. Ding dong, shoot, man, fuck, <laughs> it's rough. Also, 
in pro like she's supposed to be uh you know completely uh um uh ignorant of this world right yeah. he buys her a computer and she he says i hope you use this to do some research okay and she texts him and says what should i search <laughs> he says try submissive <laughs> and it's like <laughs> okay i know she's ignorant of SM, but she's ignorant of like Google? Like, is he going to give her, like, a Boolean walkthrough right now of, like, how to get information Damn. about S&M? It seems unlikely. Justin, having She been, also, wait, I, I need to finish this. I need to finish this one point before we move on. Uh-huh. Uh, they take her ignorance of the S&M lifestyle to its absolute extreme because when they're going through the sex contract and she's eliminating genital clamps from the contract as something that, like, is uh, good for her, she asks him, and this is a direct quote, What's a butt plug? And I wanted to sit down with her at that point and just walk into the movie Purple Rose of Cairo style and be like, hey, Dakota, hey, Dakota, what do you think a butt plug could be? Also, this why is what, why 2015? You have not contextually yeah, exactly. picked up in the world the concept of butt like, I don't I've, care. I'm not Travis, you butt can go plug experience, fucking caveman but... times. And if it's called a butt plug yeah it's probably we are going to it's a figure it out it's a special type of cup that you use for tea no it's a silly it's a silly little guy and it gets in there and it holds it all up or in or what i'm not sure what the function is but i i bet it feels fucking great damn now i'm all rock hard talking about all this (laughs) junk I'm kind of in disbelief of how long we've been talking about Fifty Shades of Grey in May uh, 14th, 2017 AD, yeah. the year of our Lord Christ Jesus. I just, I feel bad for, I feel very bad for people who, uh, for whom SM is a fetish for them, because if this is the world's touchstone for your thing. It's not that's good. Not, it's probably we probably should, yeah, it is a negative, I think, in terms of awareness. It's probably how I feel every time I go to a Superman movie, and I'm like, yeah, no, this time they'll get it right, and I always walk out like, no, I'm not into Superman. I don't know why I was here. I'm embarrassed. It, it's as if somebody went and saw Space Jam, and then went to a basketball game, and then was disappointed that nobody <laughs> was stretching their arms across half of the court to dunk it. Uh, while a bunch of big, colorful monsters, uh, you know, hurt hurt um, the Bugs Bunny. Okay, here's a quick, I just, I uh, have not read this, but here's a headline from Cosmopolitan. In case you wanted to know what Christian Grey really calls his sex genes. Well, what's he uh, called? Don't fucking tell me now. Are you guys ready? Yes. Uh, this is from the book. In my closet, I strip off all my clothes. And from a drawer, drawer, pull out my favorite jeans, my DJs, Dom jeans. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, everybody! Go out, get to fucking J Crew, get to Express, and go pick up a new pair of Dom jeans. You're gonna love these things. Is, is it so possible? Is it possible? Is it just possible that we're having this conversation and we're gonna get like five thousand yes. emails that are like, "Yeah, Dom jeans, yeah." I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I'll take. I will take that, because you know what? Just because it's part of SM culture, if it is, I can't be. If it is, it the cultures can grow and evolve. By definition, I, I, an outsider, will help you pass this SM culture. You cannot have dumb jeans. That uh, one. It sounds like mom jeans. It sounds exactly, exactly like mom jeans. Exactly like mom jeans. Dom jeans. I slip them on and fasten all the buttons except the top one. From the same drawer, I retrieve the new riding crop and a gray waffle robe. As I leave, I grab a few condoms and stuff them into my pocket. Here goes. Showtime, Gray. <laughs> Cowboy hat? What? Cowboy hat? Yes or no? Can't decide in the Can't end. Decide. decide next time. Hold Is on, it, I, wait a minute. I, wait a minute. Is it possible that he needs the jeans to put condoms in? Like he doesn't, he doesn't want to walk in the room with a handful of condoms because apparently he needs a few. He needs several. Yeah, he's extremely yeah. safe. Um, <laughs> he just has it. What's in here? Oh, my condoms and some Bazooka Joe and some chapstick. And eighty-three I, cents. Yeah. Um, I'm looking. I'm just found the page you were on, Justin. This uh, book. I got the ebook on my Kindle now, and I'm looking through it. And oh, let me just catch up to. Call my dom jeans. Put condoms in the pockets. Uh, I don't call my dom jeans because I'm uh, a dominant in the uh, the sexual congress. Uh, I actually call them that. 
uh, because I got them from my friend, late great actor and television producer Dom Deloise. That's funny that Dom that Deloise fun. would get him sex, like pants for sex in it. We've now spent a quarter of this episode talking about Fifty Shades of Grey, and if we do any more, um, I think that I think I might just like call this one like episode like one fifty two or something. Drop it in sort of in media res. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it'll be like more sort of chronologically appropriate. Uh, have you guys seen this dress? Is it blue and black or white and gold? I'm so super confused. Uh, okay, so anyway, we'll do a question now. Because apparently I'm not allowed to talk about Fifty Shades of Grey anymore. Is there never a moment when he comes out in the jeans? There has to be at least one. He's probably had multiple partners. At least one partner probably to be like, oh, yeah. Uh, Christian? What's the what's with the jeans? What's the I, deal with the, the jeans? He's he, he what he does is he takes a woman and they sign the contract and then they live in his house, um, in a special room for this. And he she asks him like, "How many women have you had like this?" And he says fifteen, which seems high, but maybe they're not getting scared off by like the whips and stuff. Maybe it's just like, uh, I can't with the jeans. I have to go. Is, is, there, like, is there a line in the contracts that says, like, I will not ask about the jeans? Promise the not jeans. to mention the jeans out it, loud. Wait, I the fact that it passes without comment, by the way, is the most ludicrous thing in the entire film. She she comments about everything. She doesn't know what butt plugs are. He walks in with jeans, and she's just like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Seems right. Show t- hey, showtime. Uh, J-Man, one more, one more, one more oh question. Oh, my that God. I, you know, this has always eaten me up, and now Justin could possibly answer this for me. Is the idea of Fifty Shades of Anything referenced in the book? What is the title based on? Travis, at one point, he says, you can't love me. And she says, why? And he says, he stares into a window very dramatically and says, because I'm Fifty Shades of Fucked Up. And that is where the title of the book well, comes but, from. But the name of the book is in Fifty Shades <laughs> of Fucked Up, which would be a way better title. That would be because you could fail when apparently the book is, I have not read the book. Apparently the writing uh, leaves something to be desired. But you can feel with your entire being when they have lifted a line directly from the book because it sounds like that. It is written. Like, like the, the the line, the first there, the, I think it's the masquerade scene when they sort of go away from the party and find a little bedroom, and he says, "I'm gonna rump me a good one," <laughs> and she laughs. Yeah, that's literal. That's li- that's page one sixty nine, which is the funny. Weird, which is also kind of funny. The weirdest part about the movie is he only calls it porking. Yeah. So every time it's like. Why, why are you so dark and disturbed? Because I like to spank while I pork. And it's like weird. That that's a, that's a weird way of putting it. So here's an actual question. I'm sorry about all the Fifty Shades talk. But if you want me to watch Fifty Shades 2 and talk about it nope. at some point. We're going to have to do some kind of like GoFundMe to make that happen. Maybe donate some money to charity in order to make Justin uh, watch Fifty Shades. Or maybe to make him not watch Fifty Shades 2 so we never have to talk about it again. I thought it was I've, weird how in the movie, every time he uh, achieves climax, he yells "Toasty!" like the guy from yeah. Mortal Kombat. There's like a lot of there's like a lot of like it pulls from. It's kind of like um, Scott Pilgrim. Like it just pulls from all these bit. different. Like there's so many uh, like references to old video games. It was originally Michael Sarah, which is why they wrote the jeans in because that was <laughs> a, a request. Okay. Uh, I've been trying to clear out the back of my closet, and I ran into an issue trying to deal with well. I have these five very large posters of Orlando Bloom. (laughs) One Pirates of the Caribbean, two Lord of the Rings, and two Elizabeth Towns. Two two fucking 24 by 68, like, ripped these off the side of a fucking theater Elizabeth Town promos. I've had a crush on Orlando Bloom since I was a teenager. Many years ago, I had a dedicated wall of Orlando posters, and when I moved into my own apartment, they all came with me, uh, but only two went up on the wall. <laughs> Tasteful restraint. I know I can't make space for the rest, but I feel terrible about throwing them out. Mm. Should I ask my friends if they want them? They don't. S- or sell them? Good luck. And that's from Closet Cleaning Canadian Man, that's a humdinger. Thank you so much for bringing this to our attention. You've uh you've 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 chosen wisely you, uh, turning to us. You can't you can't throw them out cuz 
his spirit is in them. His spirit, a little bit of it. Like, he'll know. I feel like, you know, every time, it, and it doesn't happen often, but anytime folks throw away the I'm a Bim Bam poster, especially if we've signed it, we've put a piece of our, an S, a piece of our essence in them. And so when you throw them away, it's like I, you know, I trip and fall over. And I'm like, oh man, it happened, didn't it? I'd love to do. I'd love to be there when Con Marie uh, 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 digs into this apartment. Like, I want you to touch each of these objects and tell me if they spark joy. Yeah, uh, and if not, we're thrown away. Uh, let me check. Yep. Yes. Yep. Still a lot yep. of joy. Yep. 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 They all spark joy. What else you got? Okay. If you have one, you're an Orlando Bloom fan. Fun. Mm-hmm. If you have three, it's a shrine. Mm. Like it becomes a shrine to Orlando Bloom, and that has some powerful symbology i'm not sure you want to necessarily hit your wagon well you you leave him offerings of some of bloom's favorite stuff um bows and arrows yeah i'm sure he got Mm -hmm. really into that pictures of his friends from from lord of the rings like the actors i think they're all still really good buds he likes those what you do is when you have friends come over you say uh if we're going to be friends you need to know something about me Welcome to my play bloom. And then you open huh? the door and it's just coded in your posters. This is this is something you need to know about me. 50 posters of Orlando Bloom. Your you friends are confu- what- your friends are confused and you're like, "What do your Alvin eyes see? Come on, say it. You know the truth. These are my jeans." Do you you uh, know what people are really into these days, fellas? Huh? What? V- very specific museums. Okay. See, Somebody will like rent a storefront and like this is my I Love Lucy Museum now, or this is like my Bazooka Joe gum museum, or this is my Space Jam Museum. Maybe you want to open up an Orlando Bloom Museum because because if you can start making money off of it, that's a thing. Like you can turn around to everybody who ever gave you shit about having five like full size Orlando Bloom posters and our loon like the big head posters or full size Orlando Bloom on your wall. Cause now you're making money off Orlando Bloom, just like everyone else in Orlando Bloom's life. Okay. Uh, they're all taking okay. advantage. I'm Wait. glad we've gotten to this. We're all taking advantage of Orlando Bloom all the time. <laughs> Should if this person is willing, please get in contact with us because I will literally set you up and pay for a post office box where everybody with spare Orlando Bloom stuff can mail it to you. Mm-hmm. And we can really trick this shit out. Like, really get it going and make a room in your house that is a, uh, a you probably get a different tax classification uh, for this one yes. room that is the Orlando Bloom Museum or the Bloom Or Museum. church. Church, it's a church, hey. church. We've all We've all reached a dark uh, and tough time in our lives where we did a little prayer to Orlando Bloom just to see if he could do anything to help out. Troy is in Troy. Yeah, got it. Got a fourth um, one. Hey, do you guys want a Yahoo? Yep. Now I'm just psyched thinking about Troy. Eric Bana? Fuck yeah, dude. Here's a Brad Yahoo. Brad Pitt? It, was he? Yeah, he played he, uh, the, the Achilles. He's one of the Troy boys. I have yep, a good that's one. that's what they called him. I have a good one here, but it's not loading. I'm wondering if my cookies are fucked up. There we go. Uh, this one was sent in by Zoe Kinski, riding high. Yes, thank you, Zoe Kinski. It's from Yahoo Answers user Anonymous. It's actually from Jorlando Doom. Jorlando Doom sent this one, asked this. Uh, Jorlando Doom asks, oh, the page crashed. What does that even mean? How does a page crash? It's the internet. I didn't download it. Yahoo is closing down around you, Griffin. You have to get out. You're joking, but that is going to happen one day, and y'all never see me again. Um, Jorlando Doom asks, God Fuck this website. Seriously. Okay. <laughs> Jorlando Doom asks, why does the New Year's ball drop instead of go up? This question really <laughs> fucked me up when I saw it. Why does the New Year's ball drop instead of go up? And then there's the only other text here is update. Tradition, yes. Droping balls, good answer. Update two, about the gravity response. No shit, Sherlock. So I'm not going to go too deep into the other answers that people gave, but I think somebody just said like, oh, a ball can't go up. Ball go down because of the earth pull. Do you mean gravity? <laughs> so I the obvious answer here um, is that they couldn't get it down. <laughs> like, if you raised it and that was, like, the thing, that's cool. Except now that ball is just up there now. So you can't 
bring it down, you know? You can't mm. get it because you raised it. It's not like a flag where if the ball touches the ground, the year stops or whatever. Yes, but the symbolism of like, the year is here, time to raise the ball. At some point, you're going to have the reverse symbolism of, well... Bring it back down, I guess. But that's how we do it. That's it how we apart. do it now. It's like, count it down. And three, two, one. Let's lower this gear into the toilet, which is like where it belongs. I, it, it's not, I want a triumphant. I want to count up. This year, I want to see the ball go up, and I want it to be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And the ball's at the top, and everyone's like, fuck yeah. Look at that thing up there. Everybody can yeah, see it okay. better now because it's higher. Go with me. I think we a third option. Third option, we build two mechanical hands, and we make it like a tether ball, and they bat the ball around. And when it touch, when the, it's all fully wrapped around the pole, Happy New Year! But I it's love a, that it is a billion Swarovski crystals, and those well, will we'll not make the, hold we'll up. Make the hands crystal too, Griffin. I don't know. <laughs> What you want from me, all I mean, right? What you I, can't I, what make an omelet without breaking a few crystals. I want to shower Times Square in razor sharp Swarovski crystals. Take yes. it from the take it from the year ball. Do you think? Listen, and, thin uh, that crowd a little bit. It couldn't hurt, Griffin. There's too many people there. Not enough bathrooms. They're not allowed to drink. There's no food there. I've true. often thought that standing in Times Square for New Year's must be the Scariest. absolute pits. Full blown. That. I think the crystal hand should be controlled by Ryan Seacrest with a virtual reality helmet. <gasps> yes. Yeah. That that would be very futuristic. That'd be very today. You would never see that on Dick Clark's show. That's how Ryan makes it his own. Where's that year ball right now, though? What do it's you think? There. It's just sitting somewhere, huh? No, I'm saying, like, I think it's still on top of that building. Oh, shit. I mean, first of all, a uh, highest opportunity of the century. I'm saying if you have the year ball, you got mm -hmm. the power. And so we steal the year ball, and then it's up to us how this how this one goes. Maybe that's what the good year blimp is all about. It's a band <sighs> of blimp-based thieves trying to get the year ball so that they can just improve it. What if we just take this whole shit, right? We turn it on its ear. And what we do is the ball, it raises up, right, at the beginning of the year, and then we continuously lower it when bad shit happens. And oh. when it hits the bottom, it's time for a new year, no matter what fucking day it is, <laughs> month it is, whatever. Like, well, we've used up all the goodness of the year, so time to reset. And then that's right there. That's new year, June 7th, whatever. Fucking new year, we're done. Well, it's June 7th is, now. June 7th is such a fucking wildly inaccurate like you don't realize Trav, if we started doing this last year it would currently be like january 3rd 3041 and then like <laughs> tomorrow would be january 1st 3042 it would just be like uh, history teachers would be like so there's this weird span of like 650 years that really took place over the course of like well four and uh it got pretty buck wild there for a second but anyway yeah that's when everybody was like 750 years old you remember it was really fun it was like a fun way to do it uh we were talking about ryan seacrest a little bit yes and i wanted to share a quick vignette uh First, congratulations to Ryan. He's the new co-host of uh, with Kelly Ripa. So it's oh permanently. Yeah, Is he's he? like the new. Yeah, he's the new guy. And they had to keep mum about it for a long time. And she had this joke where she said, "In my house, uh, we call it keeping a seacrest because they had to not tell anybody about it." And I just wanted to pass that on to everybody in case in your day to day life for well for the rest of it. If you wanted to call secrets Seacrests, um, I would very much approve of that. And it's something I'm going to try to implement. And I just wanted to share that with everybody, that they're called Seacrests now. It's going to be tough to implement, but I'm going to do my... I mean, you know me. It doesn't trip, doesn't trip off the tongue. If you no, guys want to try it, it, it doesn't... It stumbles off the tongue, but Kelly leads and I follow. Mm -hmm. Kelly says jump. I say how high, Kelly Ripa. And she tells me how high to jump. Uh, here's another question. My housemate keeps opening the fridge door and fraudulently claiming... Balls were out of milk. He then pauses and says, ah, just joking. <laughs> How do I explain to him what jokes are? That's from George from the internet. You know the one. We're out of milk. <laughs> Get it? I mean, it's the exclamation 
balls that gives us a particularly like nutty sort of wild boys piquant flavor that um, I really would like a early 2000s like some 41 sort of barf vibe that I just am like really <laughs> roving on right now. Just sort of just sort of some like just a fucking really 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 good I mean that's the that made me laugh. I'll be honest. Yeah, I understand. Made me laugh too. You want to put on a joke clinic, but the 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 summoning, the conjuring of balls from the depths is like that makes me chuckle. I think a little bit. Yeah, because they weren't out of. Did you Griffin? Did you hear the part where they weren't out of milk? Did you hear get that part of the joke? No, that's classic comedy. I'm. I was more tickled by this sort of ska curse word balls. I guess I'm just I'm lost in this whole thing. So there is milk. No, there is milk. No, no, no. no. Oh, there is milk. Oh, there is. (laughs) (laughs) Now I get it. Balls, balls, dude. (laughs) Balls. I got tricked for a second. I thought that there was no milk present, and I panicked. I panicked. I honest to God, like I felt my blood go cold because I was like, what. What do I put on my Frosted Flakes later? And I was thinking about having like some like a like a mac and cheese for dinner, but not now, not now. But then, uh, but then, Justin, here's the beauty of this: was not only is it fucking hilarious, but the relief I felt. Sure. When I realized, like, Cannibal. ah, there is milk. <laughs> I I don't think that this person has thought about one of these days they're going to open that old fridge mm-hmm. and you know. There really isn't going to be milk. And they can tell whoever they want at that point. No one is going to believe it. They're going to go to the store to buy milk. And the milk butcher is going to say, no, I'm pretty sure you have milk. Nice try. But go home. The milk got your number, which is funny because you're at a butcher shop. Right. The milk butcher being the one who destroys the cows to get the sweet <laughs> nectar within. There's got to be an easier way. There's I just, just like has, there's has to be. In a in, when you go to a really nice resort, sometimes they'll crack the cow right there in front mm-hmm. of you and just put a straw in it. Love and it. you can just enjoy it there uh, in your in your chair as you watch the waves roll in. It's Ball, amazing. Balls, dude. Can you imagine if that's how it what? <laughs> Fuck. Balls, man. Balls. That's some Oh God! It's just like I'm there on the couch watching Viva La Bam again. Fuck yeah, dude! <laughs> Balls! I'm loving it. Just saying it, man. Every once in a while, I check to see if there's going to be another Jackass movie, and it always leads me down some paths of despair that I re- it just gets worse every time I duck my head back in to see how progress is coming on Jackass Four. It gets worse and worse and worse. And at this point, I think I'm going to stop checking to see if Jackass 4 is going to happen. Because I always end up very depressed. Probably better ways for time to be used. <laughs> and money and everything. Hey, here's a quickie sent by Rachel Rosing. Uh, game recognized game, Rachel Rosing. Thank you. It's Yahoo Answers user Ben who says, Has there ever been a circular banana? Like, you know, how some bananas are more curly than others. Has one ever curled right around into a circle? I mean, probably. All right. Travis Fruit Science expert. I mean, I'm just you saying could, uh, that if you're talking about across the great expanse of time since, like, the evolution of the modern nanner, has there been a nanner that has grown into itself? I mean, probably. If you had a completely circular banana that went all the way around, mm. you could feed everyone mm-hmm. with it forever. Think Wait. about that. Hold up. What? It's an infinite banana. Nobody. There's no beginning and no end to the banana. So no matter how many bites you took out of it, it's still all there. Well, Justin, okay. uh, I see what you're saying. If I may, one step further, in order for that to happen, the banana would have to twist back in on itself like a Mobius nanner. Now, if you had a Mobius yeah. nanner, you could also have people walk on that banana and walk forever. And get real confused. Yeah. And while they're Justin, eating it. You've, I, um, you came to my house. Yeah. You came to my house in March, and you brought your lovely family, and we all had a fun time. And uh, it wasn't just my love, your lovely family you brought. You also brought a, a literal bucket 
of donuts from Voodoo do- Donuts, and they were a big a, bucket, big it's, big. It's, a, port, it's not a little bucket, a like ten gallon, a, a ten, ten gallon, gallon bucket. Um, and they, they had donuts in them, and I watched you eat a food that is a circle. So I know you understand that not all circular foods contain infinite food. Yeah, matter. but bananas traditionally have a beginning mm-hmm. and an end, right? Every banana that you've ever seen has a beginning and an You're end. You're talking about all terminal right. bananas. Bite, you can either bite the beginning of the banana or the bottom of the banana if you're a, a goofball. I don't even know anybody that eats bananas that yeah. way except maybe monkeys. No, it's wrong. But you, but if you have a banana that goes all the way around, it's just and keeps I said, going. are you gonna? Yeah, it just keeps going. So you could bite the top of it. There is no top. You could bite the bottom. There is no bottom. So since it is an infinite banana. Yeah. Without beginning or end. Cool. Then, theoretically speaking, quantum, et yeah. cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do you quantum, so dude. So much you like got lobsters, it. if we didn't harvest bananas, they would just keep growing like that? Like, you know, lobsters Ooh. are immortal. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Do you think bananas are immortal if we don't, you know, chop them down? Uh, man, am I right? Humans, what won't we fuck up? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> yeah. I, I want perfectly round bananas that I can, because here's the thing. Uh-huh. I'm going to the park to play with my friends in the grass and just sort of connect with nature. And I take an apple with me. I drop the apple. And of course, I'm like running in the grass because I'm having a great time. And I kick the apple and it goes so far away because I just had to hold the apple in my hands. What the fuck else am I going to do with it? It's a big apple. It's a big gala apple. A banana ring. I could wear that as a tiara. I could wear that as a cool bracelet or a belt if it's fucking big enough. Like Travis said, we eat these bananas before we really give them a fair shot. Uh, so I wear this banana circlet, and it's not going to fall off because I'm wearing it. And it looks cool. It looks yellow and cool and banana. Not only that, Griffin, and you, you get to the park with your friends, and it's like, hey, let's play some ultimate frisbee like we've been talking about all week. Oh, no. Throw the Steve throw that forgot the fuck. fucking frisbee. Nanner time. Throw it. That's, and I would be kind of passive aggressive. I would throw it so Steve would miss. Yeah. So he'd look like a fucking nerd. Um, this is the dumbest our show has ever been, and I'm stopping it to go to the money zone. How would you even peel it if it's all ah. over? Great wardrobe. You look good. You got your perfect jeans with the holes for sex. You got your banana but crown. What about the things not everybody gets to see? That's right. You've been buying those store bought underwear five packs that are um, they're basically feel like trash on your genitals. So congratulations. It's time to level up your genitals to me undies. They're seriously soft, feel good undies delivered right to your door with all kinds of. Cool patterns. They're made from sustainably sourced micromodal, which is a fabric three times softer than cotton. They come in a ton of different uh, bold shades and adventurous patterns. It could be your little secret. Uh, and guess what? You save time and money each month with a monthly subscription. Right now, MeUndies is offering you 20% off your first pair. Just uh, use the special URL, MeUndies.com slash brother and get 20% off your first pair pair revamp your underwear drawer you deserve it that's meundies.com slash my brother and what they do you, you wear over your meundies your blue apron blue apron <laughs> is a micromodal fabric that protects you from all <laughs> food splattering on Spoons, your genitals spills and splashes and um knife bounces it is an invincible fabric that will stop eight bullets <laughs> it is the golden fleece Except it's blue. It is an. It's also an apron. No, it's a food box. It's a food box full of ingredients that they send to you, and then you, uh, I guess, get the ingredient. It says right here, you get the ingredients super hot, and make them touch, and then they turn into sauces and mm-hmm. uh, cooked meals and stuff. And then you taste them, and they're really good. It's less than ten dollars per person per per meal, and they deliver seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients that you can use to you put them together and make them touch and hot, and then they turn into delicious home cooked meals. And you can choose from a variety of recipes based on what your diet is. And there's new ones all the time, so you don't get bored. Some of them include beef teriyaki stir fry with sugar, snap peas, and lime rice. Baked spinach and egg flatbread with sauteed asparagus and lemon aioli. Three cheese baby broccoli stromboli with tomato and oregano dipping sauce. They're all really good. You can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash brother. It's blueapron.com slash brother. You eat these meals and you'll be able to think faster Use the computer faster. Move stuff with your mind like Lucy. 
Uh, we got some Jumbotrons. Um, this one is for Tegan. And it's from Sarah, who specifies not that Tegan and Sarah. Which, how do you know what Tegan and Sarah <laughs> I was thinking of? Yeah. I wasn't thinking of the band. I might have been thinking of you. You don't know. I was thinking of you. And now I feel weird because now I think maybe you are the band. I'm so confused. Okay, anyways. Tegan says, no, Sarah says to Tegan, I'm so happy to spend our four-year anniversary slash Christmas 2016 slash our May birthday slash our five-year anniversary slash Christmas 2017 (laughs) with you. Nice. Yeah, good. You are so amazing and brave for transitioning into the woman you are. Brothers, you good, good boys make us laugh ourselves silly. Please tell my girlfriend to stop being so sweet and cute and amazing. I can't handle it. That was for either May or December. Tegan, cut it out. Tegan, fucking stop it. Amazing. Yeah. What are you trying to prove? I get it. You're You're cute. cute. Amazing. You're amazing, all right? Yes, you're very brave and awesome and radical. Sarah's sick of it. Sarah's sick of your shit. Your adorable shit. Be normal like us. (laughs) We're not cute at all. Lower yourselves to our bar. (laughs) I have a message for my Hobbit boyfriend, Dave. And it's from uh, your goblin boyfriend, Alex. Oops, this isn't the Adventure Zone. Anyway, happy 12-year anniversary. Whoa, congratulations, Dave and Alex. Uh, If Teenage Us knew we'd stay together and still be enjoying D&D, sports, anime, and Pokemon... Well, I think they'd be kind of horrified, actually. But adult me couldn't be happier to be living my life with you, you wonderful weirdo and sweet cinnamon roll. I love you. Ah, oh, it's adorable. Man, two adorable messages. They're very nice. I, I feel very fortunate. So, um, so uh, happy anniversary to Dave. And Alex. I mean, I know. Alex. It takes, it takes, to Dave and Alex. Takes two to yes. tango. Um, I wish uh, we'd known. That's, that's awesome, y'all. I there wish we. I wish we'd known things were gonna get so fucking charming here in the mind zone, and then maybe we wouldn't have spent twenty minutes talking about um, Dom jeans. <laughs> like I think it detracted. Like this could have been our five hundred days of summer episode, but instead it's sort of a weird, like grindhouse style. Like it starts out like really raunchy and raw, and a lot of talking about blue jean friction against a wiener, and then it does get like really, really, really cute. Who knows what the third act will contain? Let's find out. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm Danielle Radford. I am Michael Eagle. And we are the hosts of Tights and Fights, Maximum Fun's newest podcast dedicated to all things wrestling. We'll be talking about Sasha Banks, the women's revolution, Sasha Banks, the brand split, and Sasha Banks' wigs. And we'll also be talking about wrestler fashion. Some wrestlers wear too many clothes. Some wrestlers don't wear enough clothes at all. And I'll be doing impressions of all your favorite wrestlers. New episodes Thursdays on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yeah, dig it. Tyson Fights Podcast. Tyson Fights. Here is a question. I'm a regular at a local thought. <laughs> what? Okay. Okay. <laughs> How did you do this bad? <laughs> this is a new low. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, we've done it. Say it good. Say it. Say it good. <laughs> Prove that you can to me and yourself. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm a regular at a local Thai restaurant. Okay, now now that we know, now that the prestige has been revealed, we need to, you got to understand, Justin knows about Thai, but he also reads one letter at a time sometimes. He just like runs through a sentence a letter at a time and just kind of explores the words at the same time as you hear them. It's really a fun way to do it. Whenever you all are ready for the throne, if you want to come at the king, like come take it. Come take this throne from me. It's not I a make, it's not a throne, it's a job. And we all have make different it look jobs. And it's pronounced I throne. Make it look easy. Okay. <laughs> I'm a regular at a local restaurant. <laughs> what's, the, uh, sort of, what's the sort of genre of restaurant? <laughs> thai. I'm thai. It's a type of Asian cuisine. Thai. 
Whenever I overhear another patron ask the wait staff for recommendations, I fight the urge to rush over to their table. I'm, you know what I'm going to do? Actually, mm. right now, I and I think that this is a big moment for our show and for me as a human being. I have to increase the text size. I think that that's the oh, problem. Oh, Jesus, the, God! The text isn't big enough. What it's are you a, at? What were you at before? Like twelve? Now you're bumping up just, to fourteen. Just like regular, and then I'm I'm. Do you need to get some okay. readers? Maybe I need some readers. Oh, you I, know what? This and, is nice. I did it too. This is nice. It's nice, right? It's a lot easier to read. I should have been doing this uh, a long time ago. Um, so, I'm a regular at a local Thai restaurant. Whenever I overhear another patron ask the wait staff for recommendations, I fight the urge to rush over to their table and provide them with my favorites. Should I continue to resist this urge, or should I tell them what's good? That's from The Red Curry is Delicious in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, you should keep fighting this one. Yeah. I think on this one, that's a battle worth fighting. Yeah, so this is a hill you gotta die on, I think, maybe even a little bit. To not, to continue to not do this thing is the most you can, I can't, I can't, I, I can maybe count the number of times where I have wanted this service on, like, one finger, and it was when I was in, like, another country where I didn't speak the language even a little bit. Well, could I have used, like, a little bit of help from a, from a stranger friend? Uh, otherwise, like, I think I'm good. I think I'm, I think I'm good here, I think. Especially since, and I don't mean to point out the obvious here, they are talking to an employee of that restaurant when they ask the question. Right. And it's their job to answer that question. So I think it might be covered. So I think that resisting that impulse is good. Now, that said, what you should do is when the waitstaff makes a recommendation, just chuckle to yourself and shake your head. No. Like, (laughs) 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 all right. (laughs) All right. That's totally oh, cool. There's nothing and, wrong with and that. And then it's important you follow that up with when you get your red curry, you eat it, and you're just like, oh, balls. I'm <laughs> loving it. Yummy, yum, 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 well, red curry. I'll, I'll have what I'm having. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, I feel uh, like I feel when I have sex sometimes at the end of it. You know what it's called. I don't. At the end of the meal, save one spoonful of your red curry. As you're walking out the door, slip the spoon into the person's mouth and whisper in their ear, you fucked up. While, walk out. while they're talking. So it's just like, yeah. yeah, so Jeremy walks out of the break room and oh, oh, I fucked this up. Was, that was amazing. What have I done? I got these stupid noodles. Fuck. And they just Fuck. hand him a piece of paper with a black spot on it and they'll know. They'll know. It's a, with a bloody handprint. They know. The, but it's not blood. Cursed. It's red. It's red curry. I should have got what he said. He said he came when he <laughs> ate this. It made him feel like sex time. That's what he said. That's what he said. How are your? Uh, how are your? How are your? Is your pad Thai? It was pretty good. I definitely didn't come like that, dude. Which is like, shoot. I mean, don't get me wrong. I gotta go. But it's lunch. I gotta go back to work. I can't go back to work with creamy dom jeans. But shoot. I, it sounds like it was a revelation. Damn it. Damn. Wish you'd said uh, something before. Um, is there any, let me ask you boys this. Is there, uh, you've made your feelings clear about uh, receiving the service in a restaurant. I think the problem, uh, If and stop me if I'm out of line, but I think the problem with doing this in a restaurant is that, and it's and it's odd if you think about it, but when we when we have tables at a place, we all feel like that's our sort of, island that's our like the other tables aren't there and we're all pretending that there aren't tables but like this is our territory like we've staked this out you don't do that at best buy if someone crosses your path when you're looking at tvs to also look at tvs you don't get like weirdly territorial about it it's just the restaurant you feel like you're renting that space for that moment which is why i don't approve of community tables by the way thank you Thank you very much. I, no thanks. Uh, but here's my question. Is there a, a business in which you would appreciate this service? Is there a business in which you would want someone to just kind of swoop in and drop some some recos uh, you on know, your lap? J-Man, to that point, no joke. If it was a counter service thing, because Teresa and I, when we went to Scotland, once again, different country, not quite the same. We do speak the language, but standing at the counter... First day there, wasn't sure like what to do, what what social customs were different. Very nice, uh, slightly older than us couple kind of saw our hesitation. Was like, is this your first time here? And we're like, yeah. And like, all right, here's what you need to do. And they walked us through like where to go to order and like what drinks we should try. And that was very helpful. So counter service, 
don't ever walk up to somebody's table. I think you were right. But if you see someone standing on a counter going, I just don't know what to get, I think then you can make the reckon. Keep walking. Yeah. I had, I had, I, yeah, it only happened to me once. It was also an older couple when we were in Tokyo. We were in this like huge food mall that was like underground. I'm making it sound like it was a cave. It was just like in the basement of like a, a, a shopping mall or whatever. And there were like a billion food options. And this older couple was like, you want this? And we were like, all right. And we did want this very much. And they talked about how much it made them come over and 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 over again. I went to this new Brazilian steakhouse they got in Charleston. Um, and I've never been to a restaurant like that before. And there were definitely some, like, I didn't, it was terrifying because I didn't, the person gave me a list of meat. And then left and didn't come back to tell me what, ask what meat I wanted. Irresponsible. And I waited and waited and waited and just sort of like looked sadly as people were getting meat and we weren't. And it turned out there was this like device. Mm -hmm. There was a device on the table that indicated whether or not we were ready for meat. That, and that information was not relayed to me, by the way, which seems to me the biggest faux pas you could make in this venue because, like, that's how I get it. Why didn't you tell me that? Every time Fuck I it. go somewhere new, I am terrified that I will misunderstand a fundamental process that exists in that place. Like, I'll sit down at a table and it's like, no, no, you order from the bar. Or I'll go to the bar and they're like, uh, we have servers. Just go sit down at the table. So I would say in that circumstance, having, like, if you see somebody, like, milling around and doing that thing that we humans do when we're really feeling dumb of that, like, uh, 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 kind of body posture, I think in that circumstance, if you want to be like, oh, yeah, you just sit down, they come right to the table, and uh, you just flip it over so that it's green on top, and then they know you want meat. I think that's totally cool, and in fact, when people do that for me, I feel like they're angels sent from God and that's Roma Downey, just like, Travis, you feel very stupid in this moment. I'm like, I do, Roma Downey. Thank you very much. And she's like, oh, you just, you just put your money. You pay it right up there at the front. I'm like, oh, Roma Downey, thank you so much. Good Roma. Hey, thanks. It's a good Roma. Killer Roma. Well, what I, I do when Roma. I do accents, I just mumble a lot. Um, this Yahoo was sent in by Zoe Kinski riding high. Thank you. Climbing that ladder. And riding high on it. Thank you, Zoe Kinski. It's Yahoo Answers user. Victoria Sparta, who asks, need help ASAP. My rear end is glued to my office chair due to a super glue prank. Yes. Yes. Not. Yes. Justin, how could you? Yes. It didn't happen. Give me this and let me read to you and you're going to feel like a real jag. Didn't happen. A real judge advocate general for your doubting because of the extra details I think are going to satisfy you. Yes, my butt right now glued to the office chair. My f- my fiance and I have a prank war going on right now. He got me good, I admit it, but I will get him back. So, with the exception of nail polish removal m- remover, don't have any. What could unstick my skin from this chair? He Wait. coated the whole dang seat. Plus help. Wait. I'm honestly stuck to this chair right now. Eleven hundred exclamation points. Griffin. Wait. 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 Skin. Let, Travis, that is located in update six, the six codex, to, so I'll get there. Please help. I'm honestly stuck to this chair right now, Justin, you fucking doubting Thomas. I know this is the wrong section. This is in social science gender studies. Um, but I know this section is active right now, thus why I put it here, because this is kind of a real-time issue. Update. I wish I was kidding. He put super glue on my chair. Update two. We have a prank war going on. Thus, this is the current result. Update three. All right. I know y'all are used to weird questions from some people who are just bored and messing around, but sadly, this is not one of those questions, Justin, you piece of shit. This is no trolling or anything, Justin, asshole. So my rear end is stuck to the chair. Update four. When I say office chair, I meant my home office chair. It's only me and him at the house. He's laughing his head off and refusing to help me. Update five. Um, Let's just say I'm wearing a skirt. Uh, hints answering, I think, why the skin is on the chair. Update six. Oh, I found my pocket knife on the desk. I hate to ruin a chair, but it looks like I have to cut the chair fabric in order to be able to get up and soak in the tub till the rest comes off. Man, this sucks. Balls. My skin stuck to the chair. My my fiance got me great. Now, but but I if what you Travis, if what you have to say is not gonna help this person out of this fucking horrible situation, I literally don't want to hear it. No, I I, just, I actually I don't want to hear it. I guess I just have two questions, Griffin, to help me understand 
so that I can CSI the issue to figure out the solution. And that is question number one. I understand that this person says they're wearing a skirt. How much mm. super glue was put onto this seat? Soaked I, through. I, Soaked all the way through. Mm, second question. How, I guess this is the most important question that I have. How quickly between application of super glue to seat and you sitting it's, down, did it's your tight. fiance apply that super glue? Was it like they saw you going to sit down and were like, ah Oh, that's true because it gets tacky real quick. Yeah. I mean, this whole thing's mm. pretty tacky. This is a prank well, war they're embroiled in. They obviously know how to do this type of stuff. And Travis, that was a, a minute and a half where you could have said something to help this person out of time loss is butt loss. Like this person's going to lose a lot of butt matter at this point. Griffin, and I don't think they are. I don't think this happened. I'm sorry. Oh I'm Griffin, so, I'm listen, so sorry, but there's six I'm, fucking updates. This couple loves each other so much and they definitely have a YouTube channel where they just sort of get each other. like they fucking just fucking get each other all the time and this is the latest one and i don't understand why you won't help this person out because it's it can be fun and flirty this is my 50 shades your 50 shades is pranks 50 shades of pranks i got you i, I got I put, you this time i put a bucket of water up on the door sill and you open it up and you got splashed oh yes <laughs> I put that you put the fucking sugar on your grapefruit to eat it for breakfast, but it was all salt. <laughs> There's no milk. Wait, there is. Ah, oh, fucking yes, yes. <sighs> Thank you so much for listening to our show. You, I want to play Nate. more in this space, though. <laughs> Closing the door to the playroom, unfortunately. I'm going to stay in the playroom. We're going to be in two different rooms for the end of this. I'm going to fucking trap you in there with jokes. I'm going to go. I'm going (laughs) to leave the area. Hold on. I'm in the fucking playroom now. (laughs) Can you hear me, Uh, This has been a thematically consistent episode, which I always really enjoy. I love this. Um, and thank you for listening to our program to the second straight episode where Griffin is absent for the ending of it, uh, which is unusual. Uh, but thank you for listening. Thank you uh, to, sorry, John Roderick and the Lawn Winners for the use of theme song. It's a departure off the album, Putting the Days to Bed. Um, Trav, were you going to say something? I was going to say thank you to our friends at Cirque du Soleil for um, acting as the go-betweens, the mediators between Griffin and Chris Angel so that Griffin could get his bean oh, back. I told or, a lot of really great jokes in the playroom when you guys weren't there. It's a shame. I should have yeah, brought well, my jokes, mic. Jokes got to hear him. That's the important thing. Um, if uh, if y'all can think of a collaboration we could do with Cirque, because I think they would love to work with us, and we'd love to work with them. Are you uh, talking about the Chris Angel the Chris Angel tweet? I do want to say on the subject that I've had a lot of people, when they saw that uh, Cirque du Soleil really signal boosted sort of my whole drama and I did just want to say every night when I go to sleep I just see one big eye and there's not really a traditional pupil in there it's just sort of like a big like black hole and I guess that is I like I guess it is Chris and he's in there or whatever yeah uh we uh we're gonna oh 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 hey 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 we're gonna do you wanna come see my brother my brother and me uh or the adventure zone either one because uh, we're going to be in San Diego during San Diego Comic-Con doing a live show um, for both of those podcasts, both of those programs. My Brother, My Brother, Me, and The Adventure Zone. I have the details. Hold on. Uh, also, I just want to say, if you're coming to Austin, um, hit us up with those Mubim Bam questions, please. And Yahoo. Always need Yatsalahus. Yatsala always need Yatsalahus for, uh, for the live shows. So thank you to all my troopers out there. Uh, my street team. So the show is going to be where? When? At the Balboa. Where the detail? The Balboa. All right, I'll use that as a search term, and I'll search Balboa and submissive. Well, and see <laughs> see what I turn up. Uh, Balboa. 
on uh, Friday and Saturday night at 10 p.m. So Friday uh, will be. Oh my God. Um, I believe the first one is Adventure I think we said Zone. Taz, Taz always first because it makes me very scared to do that one. Yeah. So Taz on Friday, Mabim Bim on Saturday, 10 p.m. at the Balboa. Uh, we. Trav, are you going to make. Can you make links for tickets? Sure will. Did, call did they call on, the shot. Call the shot now. Um, we'll say Taz SDCC and MBMBAM. So bit.ly forward slash Taz SDCC and bit.ly forward slash MBMBAM SDCC, all lowercase. Now those tickets will go on sale. If if And if you, you know we're not joking when we say this, our, our tickets for our shows tend to sell out really quickly and we want everybody to be able to come. On sales for both shows will start at noon Pacific on Wednesday, May 17th. That's 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, or, or is it EDT yet? No one quite knows. No one can keep no those one straight. Knows, but, um, uh, either way, it's it's noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, Wednesday, May 17th. And those links, again, Travis, are... Um, bit.ly forward slash... T-A-Z-S-D-C-C and bit.ly forward slash M-B-M-B-A-M-S-D-C-C. Okay. So, it's going to be fun as fuck. Spider-Man's going to be there. <laughs> we invited him. We hope to get him out there. We're going to have um, the trailer for uh, Star Wars Episode Four. Um, we're going to have that out. You'll be able to check that. If you know a famous person that's going to be there, ask if they'll come to our show, please. What if we got the, what if, what if what if we got that super old man that they let in all the comic movies for some reason who does the one line <laughs> and he showed up and he said like something like he could walk on and he could be like a PA and like we wouldn't even make a big deal out of it. That'd be amazing. What's yeah, his deal? Really like what it always like I think makes he's somebody's laugh. dad. I think he's Josh like, Whedon's dad or something. There he is again. There he is again. This time he's a janitor. You never know where you're going to say. I'm always, it's hard for me to enjoy those movies anymore because, like, I just don't pay attention to the plot because I'm fucking just scouring the background looking for that, like, old guy. You know, Griffin, I actually read that they don't, like, cast him or schedule that or anything. He just keeps showing up. And then when they go back for the edits, it's like, fuck, there he is again. Oh, did it again. They can't That's get him out. That's sweet, though. That's sweet, though, that they let him, like, be a part of it. Well, the he movies. needs it. Uh, anyway, come to those shows. Please get tickets when they go on sale so you don't miss out. Um, we would we would love to see everybody there. Uh, I know there's a lot of things competing for your time there, but hopefully, like I don't know, 10 p.m. So there's probably it's probably not open anymore. You can't go see Spider Man, so might as well come see him at our show. Our shows, swings. our shows at 10 p.m. Yeah, the magic hour. Shit, magic hour. shit during STCC Griffin goes till like fucking four or five in the morning. Some people just don't sleep. That's midnight for me, my time zone, and how I do things. It will be a very sleepy set. I nah, feel like. it's gonna be a party set. No, it's not. It's gonna be weird. It'll All just right, just get weirder. Uh, so come out and see those shows. And uh, Griffin, do you have a final Yahoo for? Yeah, us? sure do. I got one from Game Recognized Game, Rachel Rosen. Thank you, Rachel. It's Yahoo Answers user Joseph Sherman who asks, "Why do my eyes change from emerald green?" To a steel dark blue before and during a storm. I've looked, but no solution. <laughs> my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. From the dawn of time, one podcast has unlocked the secrets of science and technology to enrich the lives of billions. And now, after a year where they've unlocked the golden age of knowledge, they're about to hit warp speed and go stratospheric. Wait, hold up. On Ono, Ross, and Carrie, we don't make extraordinary claims. We investigate them. We go undercover with fringe religious groups, investigate paranormal claims, and we participate in pseudoscientific medical treatments and then report our findings to you. And yes, we've even investigated Scientology. Shh, Ross, shh. New episodes every month at MaximumFun.org. Oh, no, Ross and Carrie.
They show up so you don't have to. Hey, Mabim Bambinos, Travis here, your middlest brother. I'm so excited to announce the first inaugural PodCon. PodCon is a project that's been in the works for a while now, and it's my brother, my brother, and me. Welcome to Night Vale, and dear Hank and John, a.k.a. the Vlog Brothers, a.k.a. Hank and John Green. Um, we're so excited to be doing a convention to celebrate podcasting, both the podcasts we love and the making of those. It's going to be December 9th and 10th in Seattle, um, but we're announcing it now because we need your help. Putting on this convention, unfortunately, is not going to be free, and we want it to be great, so we need your help with that. So we're starting our crowdfunding campaign today. You can go to podcon.com. P-O-D-C-O-N.com to contribute to the Indiegogo campaign today. And not only will you help support a new project that I think is just going to be a whole heck of a lot of fun, you're also going to get rewards. Um, you can get admission to the convention, um, you know, special live stream hangouts. Um, you can get someone from Night Vale or My Brother, My Brother and Me or Hank and John to do a voicemail for you, thumb drives loaded with some of our favorite episodes and exclusive content, um, VIP events at the convention, and even if you can't make it to the convention, you'll be able to access the audio, um, you know, you'll be able to attend remotely and still get a lot of other rewards. So if you would like to help support this new project, and we sure hope that you do, just go to podcon.com, pick the level that's right for you, and let's get this thing rolling. Thanks so much, and we'll see you in Seattle December 9th and 10th.